0: From MZ Studios in Dallas, Texas, you're listening to the Tennis Revolution Podcast. Start the podcast out with uh, something I rarely do. Admit you were wrong on something. An apology. <laughs> well, that's close. That was close. Close. Man. <laughs> Have you ever seen something fall off a cliff? No, I haven't. Well, that's what our podcast did <laughs> a week ago. Coach
1: oh, says, let's me. talk about pickleball. Everybody loves pickleball. Let's get somebody in. Listen, we're gonna build a whole new audience.
0: They're stealing our sport i wanted to find out from the inside what it was all about and uh the numbers i think they're still in our favor tennis is okay yeah. we were growing booming like a boom to like the gold rush in the <laughs> i don't know what was that the 1940s i don't remember but 49 right something like or 1849 that. 1849 knows? i knew that i was just trying to be funny hence the name of the 49ers yeah.
1: that's the only reason i knew it good point
0: uh but yeah so pickleball um one way or another, they're going to destroy tennis, and they're starting with our podcast.
1: <laughs> starting by going on all the tennis shows.
0: Oh, my goodness. Well, what? at least
1: we know that, and again, I had to bite my tongue a lot last week, but the fastest-growing sport in America, again, zero
0: times anything is exponential growth. So now, I want to be nice because uh, Courtney was a, a, a lovely person, and uh, I mean... Very attractive. We should have had a camera in here. Our numbers might have went <laughs> oh, up. There you go. Is that? I don't mean to be sexist, but I'm just saying. Because um, we we got killed. Well, and they started Pickleball at my club this week, much
1: to my dismay. And you quit? Dismay. <laughs> and you left? <laughs> and in two weeks, we've had a total of about 14 players. Wait, you're not doing this podcast full time? <laughs> <laughs> um, so they had about 14 players in two weeks. So they haven't quite gotten the uh, crazy turnout they expected.
0: Not yet. Give it a minute. People don't know yet.
1: I don't want to give it a minute. I'm good. Because we just got four courts. That's the problem. Yeah. We got courts to spare.
0: That's true. Make them play on grass. Old school. (laughs) Old school pickleball. Oh, wait. Pickleball didn't exist. Well,
1: what she didn't really mention is that pickleball has a... So tennis has a problem of getting young people to play. Right. Well, compared to tennis, pickleball's got that problem times about three. (laughs) Their average age is about 60. Tennis average age is probably, you know, 40s early 50s pickleball is probably mid to late early 60s. 90s
0: <laughs> um
1: well and so those people want to be indoors in the air conditioning they don't want to be outside in texas uh, in the summer so do i and i'm,
0: yeah, not, I'm right. not 90 <laughs> well anyway uh that's enough disparaging pickleball i think we say that word too much on this podcast it kills us let's get back to talking about tennis so we can get our numbers <laughs> back up uh no i like i said i wanted to learn about pickleball i didn't know anything about it you hear all this stuff about it and so we got it straight from the source and uh, judging from the numbers, eh, maybe not as worrisome as a tennis <laughs> person as I thought it was going to be.
1: And I have never said there's anything wrong with pickleball. I just say right. it's not a source of exercise.
0: Well, I don't know about that. Unless you're 70 plus. I I don't know about that. However, all I cared about was what effect on my sport did it have. Right. And clearly nothing. <laughs> <laughs> At least not, not that this podcast is indicative of all tennis. Just, right. Just most.
1: Just yeah, most. I think it's... Who knows? I mean, what I, and I don't want it to fail, but I, I hope it doesn't turn into all those fad sports that's around for five to 10 years and then kind of goes away for something else. But that's obviously. Like golf. <laughs> that's obviously what happens more often than not. Right. Um, I mean, there's only six or eight major sports in the world for the last hundred years.
0: And uh, thankfully, tennis is one of them. They are. Tennis, Just not in America. True. <laughs> and who cares? We don't need it. So anyway, so that was uh my excuse for our numbers, but they're going to be back up. Because the good people are going to see tennis in the, in the description <laughs> and say, oh, we're back. Right.
1: The Pickleball Revolution podcast is over.
0: Speaking of back, I may have made an error in judgment.
1: We're going to get a second apology in no, one show? No, no. Oh. This,
0: this is all set up. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I mentioned this yet, but I achieved something for the podcast. A first. You didn't. I didn't make on it. air. Uh oh! <laughs> I don't think me either. I uh, applied for you and I both. Of course, you didn't follow up as per <laughs> usual, uh, but I did follow up. You did for media credentials for the BB&T Atlanta Open. And I was impressed by that, by the way. And I'm not there. <laughs> nor was I there the entirety of the tournament. Now, the there's good re- news: is you're in the majority. With <laughs> <for> <laughs> that's, that's a fair point. Now, to be fair, uh, no, there is no to be fair. I applied for credentials and didn't use them. But I was get I was awarded. Is that the, are you awarded? Is it like yeah, an I mean, Emmy I sure. or an Oscar? Yeah, I don't know. Um. So yeah. So we're moving on up in the world, well, or the BBT and open is the bottom of the barrel, <laughs> and that's the best we could do.
1: Well, and obviously we're going to talk about that tournament. But I think when. Maybe. <laughs> when your two exhibition matches are bigger than the actual event, that's not a good sign. I mean, they had Venus and Madison Keys, and they had Ginepri and Roddick. I'm much more interested in either of those compared to the matches that actually played.
0: Yeah. And, and the only thing I cared about about either of those is Roddick preparing to come back. Right. Top 30. <laughs> I guarantee it. I, I, if I could gamble, I'd put money on it, and I still might. So, yeah, I mean, that's kind of, I mean, it. <laughs>
1: is going to sound really mean but they we start the us open series about as slow as we can and then it slowly builds as we get closer to the open
0: do you mean slow as in the players are super slow like <laughs> Isner, and, <Opelka>. yeah no <laughs> both yeah slow and unknown well i do want those guys to both keep playing because they're going to break a record for the most tie breaks head-to-head of all time i don't think they've ever
1: not had a tie break and someone said isner hated Losing, and I'm thinking like, welcome to how everybody feels when they play you. Uh, like th- <laughs> that's how they feel every time you play, and he gets it once or twice a year, right? I didn't watch that match, but I've I've seen. Yeah, you did.
0: You've seen it a thousand. <laughs> well, yeah, you've seen it. You've seen it <laughs> once. You've seen it every I've time. I've said
1: that Opelka to me is better than Isner. Or does that mean he's going to be top five or anything like that? No, but I just mean he has a more all around game. It really doesn't matter because he still can't break anyone, right? So it's really the same player, but I think he has a better. So I'm not surprised he won at all.
0: Yeah, well, it's not the first time he's beaten me either.
1: Yeah, and I, but really, it doesn't even matter who's better when they play. It's who wins those couple random points in the tiebreak that, that's going to win.
0: And we have the same issue with this tournament that we have with every other tournament that's not <laughs> right a huge tournament where the big three are in it. And that's the big three weren't in it. <laughs> and so none, nothing matters.
1: And it's not, and the problem is when the big three are, is, aren't in it, it's not like the top, other top 20 players battle to the end. It's two randos in the final, which I think it was the two and three seeds. But that just tells you who was in it, right? But um, yeah. And what makes me sad about it is Atlanta is probably, inarguably, the biggest tennis city in America, and they have this tournament.
0: Besides New York, I mean, New York by number per capita, I guess, but not right. by percentage.
1: Yeah, and so and New York, but even the New York Open is no good. Um, but it's just like, why does Cincinnati get a bigger tournament than Atlanta? Yeah. Or even Montreal and Toronto. I mean, although they have better players than us now, but I don't know why Atlanta gets the shaft in terms of like the lowest level tournament there is of all the cities.
0: Maybe. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe the sponsorships won't come through with more, which I think would Scott, that's not true. That can't be true.
1: Well, but I mean, and we're doing the same thing in Dallas. We're, what is
0: BB&T anyway? A bank?
1: <laughs> we're, you know, one of the 10 biggest cities in America and we've got a challenger. So I guess it's just a lot more behind the scenes than the how many players are in your city and the you
0: know, right sponsors uh, it, it does leave a bit to be desired in terms of oh what do we got to talk about this week mm, <laughs> not much and is it not a reflection of zverev to
1: just play a clay court tournament six weeks for the u.s open i mean that's like a perfect microcosm of his career <laughs> like let's go play a clay court tournament to get ready for the u.s open i mean it just just makes no that's why he's top five in the world because he plays every tournament throughout the year
0: is he still top five? How is that even possible?
1: Because <laughs> I, I I said if you win two tournaments or two matches in every tournament fifty times a year, you're going to be top five.
0: So should we just because of our patriotism for the U.S. Open Series not even talk about Umag or not even talk about Swedish Open?
1: No, I mean or Hamburg. Because if we talk for Atlanta, talk about Atlanta the whole time, we might. We might no, we as well might talk about down. pickleball. <laughs> Because so, there, there were some interesting players in those tournaments. Zverev is an interesting player, I will say that. Just because how can he consistently amaze us with his performance?
0: Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> it's not good. And uh, TV's got to do what TV's got to do. They have to hype right. their top players, but they're lying. It's right. all lies. <laughs>
1: Well, I just think it's comical. You're literally going to have players going from grass to clay to hard in a span of four weeks, which we've talked about how ridiculous that is. Right. Because we had Newport last week, and then a clay court tournament out of nowhere, and then back to all hard courts next week. Or there might even be a clay court tournament next week for all I know, but, but there's no continuity whatsoever.
0: Yeah, it like I said, I mean and we have a U.S. Open series and they're still not doing it. Right. It should start with a Masters, end with a Masters well, a week out the right. Masters, and then whatever little two fifty for the you know whoever yeah, and then the the Grand Slam.
1: And again, am I going to get mad at David Ferrer for playing a clay court tournament? No, but when you're top five in the world, the surface yes, the surface shouldn't matter that much. But then again, if you're so and so's manager, you know you you need them to go to the easiest turn they can get. So I guess I guess that's it. I don't I don't know.
0: Yeah, unless unless they can put them together. And, and bound these tournaments together by rule, which the only way they'll do that is if the ITF, you know, swings their weight around right. with the Grand Slams and saying, hey, this is how we're going to do it. Or the yeah. U.S. Open says, this is how we're going to do it. Like
1: from this date to this date, we can, we're can we only having hardcore tournaments.
0: The, or saying, you have to play in this many to even get in the U.S. Yeah. We, and we've talked about that before. Right. Um, you have to play in this many of the U.S. Open series. Not all of them. That's fine. Right. You have to play in at least this many. And by the way, a part of the seeding will be based on the U.S. Open series.
1: Well, yeah, what's funny is they reward you for playing, but there's no penalty if you don't. I mean, really, to be effective, you need both probably.
0: Yeah, I I would think so.
1: Because the players you want to play the series don't care about the extra half million or 250,000. Like they, Djokovic didn't play in any tournament for an extra 250,000 possibility. Right. He's going to do what he's going to do.
0: Yeah, they don't did not make one bit of difference. Oh, goodness. So what was it, anything exciting in your mind about the BB&T for the men?
1: I mean, it's always cool to see, and I'm not saying this is a joke. You're not going to believe me. But to see American players, including Jack Sock, coming back. Jack Sock! Um, but it was it, it, that is a little exposure to players that we don't normally see. So that's the cool part of it, because they can't get that far <laughs> right, in tournaments exactly. where they're on TV anymore. In the bigger tournaments, right? And that's really what they should focus on in that event. If they can't get the big names, they ought to go all young Americans. Instead, we had all old Americans, except right. for Fritz. But that's interesting. I mean, I actually think Isner Opelka no, is kind of comical. Just it's almost like the passing of the torch from you know an older older fading player and a young up and coming player. It's just that nobody wants to watch it because of how they play.
0: When they're exactly. No, no, it's not passing of the torch of a player to It's passing of the torch of that type of player to that type of player. Right. That's it. That's it. It's over.
1: I thought you were going to say, as in, we hope they set the, each other on fire. No, right?
0: no, no. No okay. violence. I'm against, I'm against violence. Yeah,
1: but, I mean, again, I don't want to watch Isner and Opelka, but I just think it's kind of funny that it's Isner's fault that there is an Opelka in tennis. It's got to be. I mean, I can't imagine if there's no Isner that, there's, that Opelka's playing tennis right now. No. You think? Yeah. I don't know. No. I mean.
0: He wasn't he wasn't not seven feet tall when he was
1: eight. <laughs> well, yeah, but a lot of people, when they get to a certain height, they're like, you know, I need to move. I need to go back. Because we had to be playing basketball. If you're that tall as a kid, you're playing basketball, too. There's no way you're just playing tennis if you're 12 and six feet.
0: No, but he would have been having success. And so yeah. it's not like. And
1: even at six feet, you can still have a big serve. He's probably had that for years and years.
0: Yeah, because he was six feet when he was eleven. Right. <laughs> so he had a bigger serve than anybody else at every age. Probably. Yeah. I mean, you would. Th- who knows? I don't know what his growth uh, schedule looked like. <laughs> so, yeah. So Americans, we had a lot of Americans, but who cares? Um, because they didn't have a lot of competition, so they were only proving themselves against what? Right. So. who
1: has bigger potential in your mind fritz or opelka because mm. opelka was getting all kinds of praise during the french I, I, and i didn't really get it i'm gonna pick fritz i, I, I would too and i don't get because fritz has had a consistent ascent since he got on the tour and i guess opelka has obviously risen a lot too but i feel like fritz has had you know he's made some finals he's won some tournaments he's he's just consistently improved Every six month period. Right. Whereas Opelka's is a lot of ups and downs. Kind of like even Isner is the same way.
0: You, you know who doesn't have any potential left? <laughs> Grigor Dimitrov. God.
1: Man. He would be the one of the non-Americans you would be excited about in that tournament.
0: I feel terrible for the guy. Terrible for the guy.
1: Is Agassi still coaching him? Uh, who knows? I hope not. Now, Agassi is going to have a hard time getting a coaching position because he's had Djokovic when he couldn't win. And now he's got Dimitrov who can't win anything. Um,
0: you know who made the smartest coaching move of the week? No. Lindell Peace out. <laughs> he said, I didn't hear that. Yep. He said, bye. And, and that, I mean, and apparently there were words exchanged over various, you know, social medium and other places. And Lindell's like, well, look at my record. Chuck.
1: <laughs> look at yours. Well, and how bad. Do you have to be to get dropped by the coach instead of the player dropping the kid? Co- like that's a pretty unusual. Yeah. Because you're still getting paid even if your player
0: sucks. Well, Darren Cahill was like, "I'm going to leave if you right. don't tighten it up." And she's like, "All right, all right, all right. I'll, I'll do it. I'll do yeah. it." Yeah. And and she got her life together, but uh talking about Halop, of course. Do you think
1: Lindell left because he thought it was hopeless? I guess it's kind of the same options, but why do you think he left? I'll leave open ended.
0: Um, I mean, it's impossible unless I'm at practice sessions, right. which maybe I was. You don't know what I do on the <laughs> you weekends. You had that. You had the badge for it. Yeah. Um, my guess is, I listen. I've I've met with Lindell one time in a group <laughs> setting. No, seriously, in a group setting with other coaches at the U.S. Open two years ago, and I remember that. And he is definitely still an old school coach. Now, I don't mean old school like he's choking, you know. Right. You know, He's not like uh, you know, what's his name from Indiana? Bob Knight. That's the one. You know, he's not head and throwing chairs and right. stuff, but that's just because he's. if he was a basketball coach, he would. But he's <laughs> a tennis coach, so it's a little more reserved of a sport, but he's certainly old school, and I would imagine Zverev is a, as far away from old school as you can get. I think Zverev, I think Linda would have better results with Zverev's brother. (laughs) Well, what I was going to, what I'm, I kind of got my question together now. Do you think it was that
1: Zverev was doing everything he wanted and was not getting any results? No. Or do you think that he wasn't doing the stuff that Linda wanted?
0: If I had to put money on it, which I'll never know, so I'm going to just claim I'm right. I think Zverev probably fought him the whole way.
1: Well, that seems more likely just from watching the matches. Like we saw no really change in... Like, there's no identifiable change from watching him now from watching him pre Lindel in my
0: opinion. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he's going to languish in exactly where he's at. And I can't... I. I. There's no... The Big Three retiring is not relevant to no, him. No, it isn't. He can't beat anybody. Right. It's Team,
1: not, if you take the Big Three out, he's got two fringes right now, potentially. Maybe, yeah. Uh. Zverev has nothing. It, it doesn't matter, because he never makes it to play the Big Three. He loses well before he gets <laughs> right. to beat them. Right, he actually. I mean, he actually has as good a record against the big three as he does against people that are outside the top fifty. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm, I'm guessing, yeah. but I bet that's true. Right. So, yeah, I don't. I don't think that. In fact, I would think that might even hurt him, because then he has to beat people he's supposed to beat, which is much harder for him. Same with Curios.
0: Yeah. See, sometimes it's just, and that to me also says one thing, and that is the fact that once again, which I've talked about before, it's not physical. Right. Clearly the, the kid can do things with a racket and physically he can move and all the rest of it. doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Do what your coach is telling you to do and do it with gusto and find out. It's right. not willing to do? I, and again, I'm speculating, but as a coach, you know, if I was coaching a player and he wasn't doing any, I mean, actually I would hang on. Not, <laughs> not, not because not, he's making $10 million. No, 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 not for the I'm paycheck. I would <laughs> hang on for the podcast. Let's be honest.
1: Let's be well, honest. I can tell you, after eight weeks of teaching summer camp this year, even at that remedial level, and I don't say that to be insulting, and most of the kids are beginners, but the worst student to have is a student that doesn't make the effort. I, I don't care if you miss 50 shots in a row if you're doing what I'm telling you to do. In fact, if you do what right. i tell you to you're going to miss 50 shots in a row. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I, sure. I put that before yes. you, beat you to the punch, but there's nothing worse than having a kid, especially if they have potential, but they have no interest in what you're saying. And obviously Zverev has potential. Nobody can deny that when you're yeah. top five in the world. And you, Maybe you win, not anymore.
0: And you win the year end, you win a master's, you do these other things, but you can't. Well, and I'm so tired week. of hearing about,
1: well, he's 21, he's 22. We're going they're going to be saying that when he's 28. We've heard that for the last 4 years. He he turned pro in 2013 or yeah. something, didn't he? And like he? you said, he's 4 in the world. Like if you haven't if you haven't reached your potential yet, then when are you?
0: Yeah, if you if you're telling me, oh, he's only 21 and he's 4 in the world. Right. Wow. Is there anything better than 1 in the world right. because he's destined to be yeah. like in the negative numbers. <laughs>
1: but again, if you look at the last 2 year, I mean, there's no way he's had results. He's, been He's had t- improved results.
0: Six twenty nineteen minus twenty thirteen <laughs> equals I believe six. Yeah. And so,
1: again, not not to compare everyone to the big three, but six years into Djokovic and Adolf Feder, they had all won a slam. Probably multiple. Sampras, same thing. And that's the if you're top four in the world, that's who you're aspiring to be like.
0: Well, and and ultimately You've got to do something in this era quickly, or I'm not going to believe anything you do after it. Right. And now everybody else will, of course. Oh, see, we told you he was 21, and right. now he's 28, and he finally won- got into the you know, semis finally. Like his first <laughs> grand slam. He really did it. Uh, but we'll know the truth right. on this podcast.
1: Yeah, and I mean, yes, the two, and everybody's going to say, well, the tour are skewing, skewing older now. Look at all the people that are in Well, yeah, it's older because it's the same three guys. They were all winning when they were 20, 21, right. 22. <laughs> Right. Um,
0: Oddly enough, the tour has <laughs> skewed exactly the age they've
1: been every year. It's incredible. One of my guys has a has a running gag about the club I work at, which, again, I've never said what, where it is, but he says every year the average age of the club goes up one year because <laughs> the people just get one year older. nobody ever joins. That's it. So that's kind of like the grand, average Grand Slam winning age goes up one year every year for the last 15 years. Well, gee, I wonder why. It's the same four guys winning every year. Yeah. So that's – I mean, if that's your hope for – Zverev, then I don't like your chances. Not good. And again, he lost to what? He lost to 15 in the world. Or I mean, he didn't get, he didn't lose to somebody terrible. But when is he going to beat somebody? He's I mean, when's the last time he's won a tournament? I'm not sure he has this year.
2: Hmm.
1: Let's find out. I know he made the finals of one, and I believe he lost on clay. That was maybe like back in February, March.
0: Five in the world. <laughs> so yeah, he's not peaked yet.
1: Right. I mean, he's he's down from three to five. So, what does that say? I mean, All right, let's see. Wind without loss. any injuries, by the way, or significant injuries, at least.
0: Knock on wood, because I don't want the guy to get hurt. Yeah. Let's see. How many grand slams have we had so far this year? <laughs> three. Oh, he's seven and three. Okay. Uh, so
1: he's so he's made the third round on average, basically.
0: Um. Let's see. So, so he's, he's made
1: the final thirty-two, and yet he's five in the world.
0: Eight and eight in tie breaks. I think that might be a story <laughs> right there. Seven and seven in deciding sets, third or fifth. Probably not a lot of fifths. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at that. I stand corrected. Three and oh in fifth. All, wow. All
1: in first rounds. Oh, that. that was that. No, yeah, we know they were they were. Yeah. One of them was Milman. Yes. The, um, <laughs> which is first round.
0: That is correct.
1: And I think he did the second round. I think he went to five in that tournament, too.
0: Mm-mm. Yeah, it's uh
1: no titles or doesn't say this year i'm thinking he might have won a 250 earlier this year but um either way it's been months
0: no it didn't break it down that way what, it's what just total awful <laughs> awful website this is the atp website it's not easy to navigate
1: to find what you want is difficult
0: but anyway, he's... 2019, he won Geneva. Yeah. Outdoor clay.
1: There you go. So I thought he had won one. That was maybe a 250. And yeah. But he's probably been the number one seed in eight events, nine events. Um, it's just... Underachieving. Like a year ago, two years ago, you could say, okay, he's still building, working out the kinks. But now you can't say anything except underachiever, in my opinion.
0: Oh, I think it's clear. I think it's clear. I don't consider team and, an and, underachiever. And listen, he, he played in his home tournament. Right. So he's from Hamburger. Is that where Hamburger comes from? Is it Hamburg, is. Germany? Is it, it really? Is. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. I think it's true. a myth. <laughs> um, so he played in Hamburg. It's a 500. So it's more points than, you know, the 250 in Atlanta. Right.
1: Which is stupid, too.
0: Yeah. Um, and it's his home spot. I get it. But... That seems to me like one of those decisions that Linda would be like, dude, what are you doing? Are you trying to win the U S open or not? If you're not, I'm done here. Right. All right. Well then goodbye.
1: No, he's trying to get his 200 points or 300 points that he's going to get for making the semis and keep his ranking up. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but you don't get sponsorships based on ranking. You get sponsorship based on wins title, your grand slam performance. I mean, Coco's probably get more sponsorship than Zverev has. Right after one Wimbledon, right. I mean, you're not sponsoring guys because of what their number is next to their name. People they want to sponsor people they're going to be able to see on TV in the major tournaments.
0: Now, by the way, just for the sake of the listener, stay with us here. The reason we're we're destroying Zverev right now. <laughs> And also supposedly talking about the Atlanta Open (laughs) is because he should be in the Atlanta Open and not in a clay court tournament getting ready for the U.S. Open. And so possibly, perhaps, maybe speculation, maybe that's part of that whole attitude that Lindell said, "Mm, I'm out. Well, like you
1: said, it could have been, and again, it's all speculation, but it could have been that Lindell said, you play, let's go get ready for hard courts. Even if he didn't say play in Atlanta, you should be training somewhere in America on hard court. And he said,
0: no, I want to go see my mommy.
1: (laughs) Which, hey,
0: ain't got nothing wrong with that.
1: Um, But... but To me, the writing was on the wall when Lindell wasn't there for the Roland Garros. I'm like, that... If you can't be there for the four weeks, not eight weeks, four weeks, that your player plays in a slam every year, then (laughs) there's something wrong. Like There was already... There had to be tension already. And I think Lindell just... And who knows, maybe Zverev wasn't satisfied either. I mean, they didn't get the results they wanted, obviously. Sure. So,
0: But they're the same results that he had before Lindley. Right. So, I don't know that there's a lot. And
1: lindley will probably worry that it's ruining his reputation because he turned Murray around so much.
0: Yeah. And he's doing, I mean, and it's not like he's just sitting around playing golf. Yeah. Although he's doing that too, I'm sure. But he coaches our juniors, the USTA, you know, at the right. the boys' 14s or something like that. So, you know, he's putting in work, and and obviously, if you're traveling all over the world with, you know, some goofball, then it's taken away from that, which, there you go. So, Zverev's not only awful, he's trying to destroy American tennis.
1: So, if you get three coaching offers tomorrow, Osaka, Zverev, and Kyrgios, which one are you taking? <laughs> Uh, Even probably having a sock in there makes it too easy, but
0: well, I'm I'm scratching off Curios immediately. <laughs> Th- there's no. Help. I think there's going
1: to be some coach that really wants to revitalize him.
0: No, 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 I do, but I don't. I think he's a lost cause. Yeah, because he's. But I think there's
1: going to be some ego coach that thinks he can turn him around.
0: Yeah, but that's going to be the wrong kind of guy, right? Um, hmm, I think yeah i mean osaka makes that too easy i think i would definitely take Osaka because she's already
1: won too so you know yeah, she has the ability yeah but she's in a bad place she looks man. horrible she's in a bad place
0: right now um but i yeah i think i would take osaka that's too easy <laughs> try again think about another i thought one. about try saying
1: again. zverev and team but i think team is too easy too
0: yeah i bet you he's a worker i bet yeah, you he's like yes right. sir coach there's you know? nobody
1: underachieving as much as zverev at this point i'm mean, we know why Kyrgios underachieving. But achieves. he's not
0: underachieving. That's what we expect right, of him. Right, right, right.
1: And well, that's what I mean. We know why it, he's so performing enough, like he does.
0: Right. Um, did you see did you see him directly talk smack about Djokovic? There was some kid or somebody I I don't know who it no, was. No, I knew he posted something about rooting for Federer in the Wimbledon final. Well, he did that, but no, but he there was uh somebody that had a uh, <laughs> a Djokovic with, you know, like the line through the circle like yeah. Ghostbusters or a no smoking sign or whatever <laughs> and uh and Kirio saw it or whatever. I don't know. It might have been Kyrios' friend. I don't know right. what it was. And then he goes over and starts marking on it with a mark. Yeah, because he was right. signing the... And and so it was not... It, not only was it, oh, I don't think this guy's as good as those other two guys. It's, yeah, I don't like you very much. <laughs> thought
1: that was adorable. Again, I love it. I, I only love it, though, if, if Kyrgios actually goes far enough in a tournament to actually play him at some point in the next year.
0: Well, no, he's more likely to play him in the first round right. nowadays. Because now
1: he's unseated. I'd love to see that in an early US open match.
0: I mean that would be awesome. And I'm sorry, I think I think Djokovic would destroy him. I do too,
1: but who do you think would have more fan support?
0: <laughs>
1: <Oof>. <laughs> Man. I think that would actually be
0: well, but pretty see, close. Djokovic sort of has what he has. Right. And all he can do is go up. Yeah. So if he's in a in a in a in a match, he's gonna have his fans, but then if something you know right. he can earn more Whereas Kyrgios, he'll go up and down. Right, I mean, all of a sudden, time. people will hate him at the drop of a hat because he'll do something stupid. And he'll tank three
2: games. Well, he'll, he'll turn he'll...
0: around and, and, and start talking smack to somebody in, in right. the stands. Potentially, for no reason, I guess. I don't know, but um, but yeah, that'd be that would be highly entertaining. For a knight Arthur Ashe, US <laughs> Open match. <laughs> I mean, how... That would be highly entertaining. Uh what kind is it? Good or bad for tennis? Short term, long term. Good or bad? Short term, long term.
1: Well, it's good short term because definitely good short term. People are going to be tuning in. Maybe not good long term if Kyrgios wins for sure.
0: Well, here's the thing. Yeah, that's true. Well, here's the thing. I I was watching golf, and golf is still you know even their like junior program, the first tee, and uh, various other programs. They have this whole like rules like uh you know uh character things right. for kids or whatever And it's like all the stuff that you would expect for a ladies and gentlemen sport right. like if you accidentally touch a ball you know when at a dress and you make it move a little bit right it literally helps you in no way shape or form in terms of your score right but you have to report that as a stroke
1: and by the way i absolutely love that about golf tennis is way worse about
0: that would you love that about tennis because yes. I'm telling you, if you and I were playing each other, and I hit an ace down the tee, which wouldn't be hard against you, <laughs> you're very slow. If I hit an ace down the tee and you didn't see it, and you asked me, "Did I see it?" Right. and I saw it clearly out, I would call it on myself. Yeah, I would call. Now you have to ask me, right. To be fair, I mean I. Yeah, I'm not going to go match, out of my way to call it out. In a friendly match, you know, if I'm just playing, then, you know, whatever. I'll call it on myself because I missed the serve, whatever. But right. if you ask me, but see, people don't even know that you can do that. Right. They don't know that you can do that, and they don't know that I'm supposed to answer correctly. Yeah. So if you ask me, I'm obligated to say, yeah, that <laughs> well, was
1: out. When I play with my friend, I always give him the line. And he asked me, I, I, I said, I wish you wouldn't have asked me because, yeah, it was out. Because <laughs> well, once he asked me, then I have to tell the truth.
0: Well, and here's the thing. Also, be be. You know, be strict about whether you actually had a clear, you know, that's right. fine. It, it, if I didn't, if I'm not 100% sure, then how can I say yeah? Because right. I'm expecting you to only call balls out that you are 100% sure that we're out. So I can't do it on the other side either. Right. But sometimes it certainly happens enough that it's a clear, you know, spe- especially on the serve down the tee, I can see it way better than you can. When you're um, not
1: even talking about. With those, though, those aren't even rule violations. What I love about golf is a rule violation is like there's no warning. There's no, oh, let's talk about it. It's stroke penalty or right. disqualification sometimes on yeah, certain penalties. If
0: you sign a scorecard and you realize, oh, that's right, I had an extra putt or right. you know whatever, one stroke. Yeah, they
1: don't give you one-stroke penalty.
0: You can't add that stroke plus a penalty and right. you still win by two. No, you are DQ'd. And guess what? Those cats DQ themselves. Yeah. It's amazing. Now, certainly. Well, they usually get praise for it, as they should. And certainly there are some that don't do it, I would imagine. You <laughs> right. know, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure there are, but but by and large, that's what the game is about. And I do think we're missing that. Now, I think you can have both. I think you can have a Nick Kyrios acting like an idiot but then call stuff on himself. Right. I, t- I tell my guys, I never have to tell my women's team <laughs> this because women aren't idiots, <laughs> but I tell my men's team... If you're going to do something stupid, just call a point penalty yourself. Don't make me come down there. I mean, um, and I and some of my guys do that.
1: Although you used to have a rule that if somebody got a point penalty, we were running. Yes. does that not still exist? No, nah, not really. <laughs> just wild, running wild on the team now. Well, we just don't have that many.
2: We really don't. I mean, well, no,
1: I think we had one in the two years I played. It was it was you. memorable. It was it was you. not. No, of course not. I have never had a point penalty in my life.
0: But yeah, I, I definitely think, but see, I think you can have both. I yeah. think you can have the Nick Kyrgios sort of mentality, acting like an idiot, within reason, I guess. But then you can also have, Nick. in other words, Nick Kyrgios could also be a good sport, even though he's a jackass.
1: And I actually think he is. I've seen him
0: say good shot. I've seen him clap with a racket.
1: Um. No, it would depend on who he's playing, probably. It
0: would on who he's playing and what state of mind right. he's in, because he's truly a toddler out there. Yeah. He's really like a toddler, and if you take away his goldfish, you know, he'll lose his mind. Right.
1: Um, but I've never had a problem with someone throwing a racket or slamming a ball, unless it was near me.
0: Right. Yeah, but... It, yeah, I think if it crosses the net, or comes yeah. at towards the net, done uh certainly a racket comes over the net I mean you're talking about DQ um but if you I mean basically if you turn around and hit it at the at the at the net or at the fence most officials don't really bother with that if it goes over the fence right they'll hit you and in college there's no warning in USTA there is but um I don't know I see
1: that's what I mean why do we need a warning for rules we already know right that's what I'm saying about golf like you don't get Oh, you know, you accidentally touched that ball. Well, that was the first time you did it, so no problem. But if you do it again, it's like, why right. do I need a warning when the rule's already established? Right,
0: including saying bad words or right. ball abuse. Well, I think probably because ball abuse, stuff like that, is sort of a um, judgment call. Right. You know, so...
1: And it typically gets worse as the match goes well, on. Well, that, or too. Can.
0: Yeah, I mean, so... Hitting your racket on the ground might be a warning, but then telling the official, I'll shove this ball down your throat... <laughs> Well, who's ever said that? I don't know. Well, but, and that's why I got so
1: mad about the Serena thing about acting like she should have got a warning or what. I'm like, why? The rule, we know the rules. Right. Like the rules are not, now you can get, if you're going to get mad at that official for not enforcing against other people, that's one thing. You can't get mad at him for enforcing the rules. right? You know, you can get mad at someone for not enforcing, you can't get mad at them for enforcing.
0: Right. Oh, so Hamburg happened. Who cares? It's Clay. (laughs) Am I right? Am I wrong? Am I right?
1: I mean, I think you're right overall.
0: And Gestad happened in Switzerland. Yeah. And we don't care about that either. I mean, I do, honestly, a little bit. But out of principle, it's like, no. Sorry, we've been waiting to get back to America right. since March. Right. And I don't even like, I don't even give those tournaments any credit in March. <laughs> yeah. The Sunshine Slam. Right. Um. So, for that reason, hey, too bad Gestad. Too bad Switzerland in neutral...
1: sun. And I mean, I guess the counter argument is, is do you really have, is European players, should they really have to be in America for, you know, 10, eight, 10 weeks straight? I mean, that's a long time, but it's not like they're home now. I mean, they don't live in Gestalt. They don't live in Hamburg. So what's the difference?
0: Shefra Vera, right? <laughs> yeah. So you're going to be traveling. But I guess a all the Europeans do, you know, so they're closer. Yeah. Everything, Europe's closer. I don't know. You know I, it's hotter there than, than Atlanta, is. probably. I mean, just get, just, all right. So we can say on the one hand, oh, there's tournaments and all that kind of stuff happening while the U.S. Open Series has started. And you can say, all right, well, not every single human can play in Atlanta. Right. right? What what does it draw? 12 size 12? (laughs) (laughs) It's
1: the only way American can be in the final. Right. That'd be small.
0: So that's fine. There's an argument to be had there. But you can't tell me that the U.S. Open Series, which is the current Grand Slam on the calendar coming up, the first tournament's 250, and you have a 500 going on at the same time yeah, that, competing. That doesn't make any sense. That makes Zverev's argument a little more valid from his point of view. Right. I'm, I'm home. I'm playing a bigger tournament, getting more points. That's what it's about. It's right. about points, and it's about you know rankings and money, right? So yeah. it's hard to argue. If they were both 250s, mm, then the only thing he's got to say is, I wanted to go home. <laughs> well, you're rich, okay? You can buy a first-class <laughs> ticket anytime you right. want. Right.
1: After you lose first round Atlanta.
0: Yep. You're going to have plenty of time <laughs> right after the first round of the U.S. Open.
1: Yeah. But I just think to me, it's it kind of tells you who are the people now. I mean, now there's three people, but even 10, 15 years ago, who the people are that are actually serious contenders that think they're going to go deep in a slam. Maybe and maybe not six weeks out. Well, but
0: I was going to say, and part of it is, is it's a 250. Like yeah. I said, if we started with a bang and gave them a reason to be there. Otherwise, why wouldn't you have maybe two two fifties right at the same time? Shorten the U.S. Open series a week right, and have the first week as that. Hey, come on into the U.S. and play some tournaments, right. some two fifties, and we'll mix it all around. And then a, a Masters, and then get it going. And I'm even saying, hey, bump one of these up to a Masters. I don't, right. you know, I don't care. Well, and I think what you said is right. Having the first
1: one be that because then all the players are here. They're not going to go back to Europe for a 250 clay and then come back the next week. They're just going to stay. And then you're getting all the big names and all the tournaments. And
0: even if you shorten it a week, I don't mind. Yeah. You know, and push Wimbledon back like we talked about. But But, what I don't understand
1: is all you have to do is look at the formula of the guys that are winning. I mean, they're going to play the same two tournaments, Federer and Adol Djokovic, they're going to play the same two tournaments before the U.S. Open. Now, is that why they're winning? No, but... They've done that formula for a long time. Right. They've played, they're going to play one Masters and probably one 500 en route to the slams.
0: Yeah, that might not be the only reason they're winning, but hey, it is working. Yeah,
1: why don't you emulate as much as you can that they're doing and then see how it goes. And not be a chump. I think the fear is that he, okay, he plays two tournaments where well, he loses first round in one, loses second or third round in the other, then you got no points and then you're going into the slam where you're going to get hardly any points. Right. And then you leave the whole two month period with 300 points.
0: Oh man, man, oh man! It just, it just takes so much away from the season. This this hodgepodge of a situation. And the only
1: the only good thing we've talked about is having that almost a different time zone, so you get a live match on almost all times. Well, yeah, that's something. But because we had the Atlanta final was pretty late today, but the you know the European ones were earlier. So that from that perspective is kind of nice. Just not having one match on a Sunday and nothing else.
0: Yeah. Well. You know, I guess the other the other thing that that we can say, hey, at least I feel good about this, and that's the fact that golf has like all the four of their majors like within two weeks. Right, right. I mean, literally, I think <laughs> they play two of them consecutively. Every week, I'm hearing about a major. Um, so at least we don't have that, but so we're closer to a good schedule. But but golf is so weird. I don't know. I don't know how golf works. It's so odd. But having the
1: grass court tournament after Wimbledon. And the clay court tournament after Wimbledon, it's like that That to me just doesn't make sense. And those are easy things to fix. Right. Um, right. I didn't mind the Hall of Fame tournament being after Wimbledon just because it's grass and, you know, grass court specialists want to play it. But, well,
0: when it's not a real tournament. Yeah. It, it's a Hall of Fame ceremony mixed in with a tournament. That, that was like, one
1: of the worst courts I've seen, by the way, for an ATP event. Yeah. Um, I couldn't even get the lines bright enough to see.
0: Well, and I don't like... Um, I don't like their setup either. I mean, their courts are all just, right. you know, it's like they took a soccer field and put a button. <laughs> totally. Of, uh, so it's all just kind of, which I don't
1: remember that previous years, but yeah, maybe it's been, Oh, yeah, has it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, maybe they have just had a bigger stadium or more seating or,
0: well, when we're inducted into the hall of fame as contributors <laughs> to the game, um, by the way, I'm kidding. <laughs> 1000% I'm kidding. I knew, I knew that. Uh, um, If anybody
1: doesn't, they haven't listened to enough of the show. We're not
0: even going to be admitted into the Tennis Podcast (laughs) Hall of Fame. Pickleball after last week. Yep. Yep. Lowest numbers in recorded history. (laughs) Um, All right. So I've said this before and I'll say it again. Who cares about men's tennis? Right. You want to talk about some women? I mean, tennis. Let's do it. All right. Right after this it's time to join the revolution
2: go to our website
0: tennisrevolutionpodcast.com to get the latest episodes email us your questions and
1: comments or give us show ideas
0: women's pickleball so what we're gonna oh wait there's no such thing is there it's all just pickleball that's right or it should be Man, I'm still or it shouldn't be I'm still busted up the fact that that was a disaster of a podcast oh pickleball poor pickleball all right so women now we have got to get the ranking situation and who's got a chance to win the U.S. Open under control? It's out of hand. I think it's a delightful mystery. Well, that's because you're not very bright. <laughs> um, it So, again, nothing really on the women's side. For some reason, Atlanta doesn't care about women. That's one thing they do that's weird. You know, on the U.S. Open series, they kind of, they have a lot of the same tournaments, but none of them are the same gender at the same time. Except for Cincy. Right? And Cincy? It's it has both. And then the Canada sorta, but it's in different locations. Yeah. So Canada sorta of does. Um you threw me off. You said same
1: gender at the same time. You meant both genders at the same time. Oh yeah.
0: Same tournament. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> um so So anyway, yeah. So this week. The women are just doing their thing. They figure, you know what? They're all going to play in Europe, so why bother scheduling a U.S. Open series? But, again, that just sort of adds to the U.S. Open series isn't really a series. It's just a marketing nonsense they try to do. Right. Which kind of infuriates me because the idea of it is sound. Well, and what's funny, too, is I don't ever hear them talk about it during the Open.
1: Like they used to they used to it used to be a big deal and now i don't even go into the open half the time knowing who the top three people are that have the chance for the bonuses
0: so the women will be in uh san jose and the men will be in dc next week yeah
1: and that washington's kind of a it's probably a 500 but it's kind of similar to Atlanta. is it still a
0: 250 it's gotta be
1: it's it's similar quality of the field to atlanta no,
0: it's a 500. I, th- I think they it gradually it increases. Yeah. yeah, good for them. Um, but we're not going to talk about men because we don't care. <laughs> um, but we forgot to mention that in the first half, that they do have something coming up. But D.C. usually is a better tournament, too, just obviously the money. But I guess people figure, all right, we're getting closer, so we might as well. Um, yeah, closer
1: in time and proximity to New York.
0: Yeah, so Citi Pass is the one seed, so that's somebody real. Yeah, um, and then Hatching Off is the two.
1: Yeah, so two people that, you know, people care people that are on an upward trajectory. I, I am not going to lie; I'm a little concerned about Citi Pass in last couple slams. Losing to Walrinka at the French is one thing, but losing to, uh, I've already forgotten his name. That's how unknown he was at Wimbledon. That was that was a bad loss.
0: One, we try to chalk it up to grass. Right, it's a little bit different, etc. cetera. So he we'll has see. a pretty big windup. Well, listen, hardcourt is sort of the great equalizer. The the movement's better for everyone, more sure footing, a more truer bounce, and so you know you don't get goofy bounces unless you're playing. You know, <laughs> somebody's got goofy spin <laughs> like Sue <laughs> Shea. Yeah, And you get all kinds of crazy bounces. Um, so the the yeah. So anyway, we kind of forgot about the the talking about upcoming tournaments but so where is the city open women's oh the city open
1: that's what it's called apparently
0: no the city open is the men no it
1: said Coco qualified for the city open they must call both of them that
0: oh it's both what are we
1: doing oh yeah so they do have both in washington
0: i'll be doggone do we even do a podcast
1: (laughs) but so that's That makes it a little bit bigger deal. Just that it's got both always makes it get more attention. Oh, there it is. Yeah, she killed. That doesn't make sense. And this one thing about Coco, she just like she did one more. She killed the women in qualifying. Like, I mean, how is she killing women that are like 100 to 150 in the world? At, you know, 15, that's pretty crazy.
0: Well, I mean, if nothing else, confidence, hopefully it'll, you know, because that worked
1: she won eight straight games in her last round of qualifying at one point. Nice. Um, America, baby. But, yeah, so she'll be in there. We know that's going to draw a ton of attention. So that's actually an interesting tournament. I mean, it's having Pass, her. There's got to be some other big-name women playing, I'm sure. Probably Venus. I doubt Serena's coming out for this. But, uh, I don't ever for some reason remember watching much of DC. Like every year I can't go back and say what my favorite DC moment is or
0: Well, this is dumber. This is even dumber <laughs> than what they're doing by having Atlanta as a 250 while they have a Clay 500 in Hamburg. Right. They've got the city open for the women and the men and they have San Jose for the women at the same time. Yeah, well, that's the, the dumbest country. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard of.
1: Yeah, because why are you? I mean, the only valid reason you can have for having two different tournaments is that they're different surfaces or different amounts. What reasoning could you have for having? And I, I remember now that I'm hearing this, I remember this happened last year because we were yeah. like, "Why are you having West Coast and East Coast in the same weekend?"
0: That's so dumb. Because I, mean, I want to say they are that, different number. They're different okay. levels on the women, but so what? Right? They're the only two U.S. Open hard court series tournaments. So. Yeah. I mean, Sven is the one
1: at San Jose at San Jose. Yeah. So why is number five or six in the world playing a lower tournament than DC?
0: Yeah. And then Sloan is the one in DC is the one seed in DC.
2: Uh, I, like
0: I said, that in
1: my mind, not in the mind of the tour, but in my mind, the only positive is you avoid the potential of repeating the same matchups. Which again, that never really happens. Say, that ain't
0: happening. Never on the really, side. Good, <laughs> good. It never really
1: happens. But imagine if you had two or three dominant players that played each other for six weeks leading the open, and it's like nah, I already watched them play the last six weeks. Like, yeah,
0: when the San Jose one is a bigger one. Yeah, by a lot. Bigger draw. No, bit well. Bigger money. It's eight, oh. seventy
1: six versus two fifty. Why is it the when- This is going to start a debate, but why are the women's tournaments, are combined with men, seem to be worth less? um then the
0: not all of them there, there was one or two examples and i you know i demanded equal pay right i demanded equal pay so um it's just got to be just too many cooks in the kitchen i guess
1: it's just i mean if we can have two terms why don't have two i guess, i mean i guess that's the that's the thinking i guess because people aren't traveling from San Jose to Washington to watch a tennis tournament, so you you know, well maybe it's they do audiences.
0: Maybe they don't. Ha- maybe they're slowly but surely making the move all the way to San Jose and because maybe D.C. is not big enough to right. handle two big tournaments. I don't know. I don't like it, and it's dumb. And again, it does exactly the opposite of what I think a series, quote unquote, series, the U.S. Open series, should be doing, which is basically what I thought was the intent originally was linking all these tournaments together, leading into the U.S. Open. Now, right. I, maybe they started that and the players just didn't care and it just kind of slowly went the other direction because now they're just a bunch of tournaments with the name U.S. Open Series. But who cares?
1: Yeah, and again, maybe there's, some, maybe there's a bunch of players that train in California so they're thinking, oh, if we have a tournament in California, we'll get those players to play that don't want to go east this early. Yeah, it's just dumb. I don't, I don't. I'm not understanding. Like you said, you can do
0: a tournament in San Jose anytime you move the whole thing. Just move everybody. <laughs> just don't even do one in D.C. Right for the women. Yeah, not that I don't want women in our nation's capital. That's not <laughs> what I'm saying. Um, but yeah, it just doesn't make sense to me. Uh, what are you gonna do? But no other, no other sport would do that. Only tennis. Maybe golf, but I don't know how they operate anyway. No, they would never have two big well, tournaments in, in the, the same, same country. Right. Yeah, because they have a European tour or whatever. Right. Well, anywho, the upside about the women is I do think results in these tournaments make a difference. I mean, if Spitalina comes through and wins one of these tournaments and has some success, consistent success, then you're gonna, she's going to be a pick and a pretty right. decent yeah. pick for the U.S. Open. Because, again, for us, that's what it's all about. When
1: we have seen women win the U.S. Open series and win the U.S. Open. Men, it's not happening because the top men don't play enough. <laughs> yeah. But it does. So it definitely has, in the past, meant something. Right. Um, I don't know that it means as much as you're saying, but... I,
0: well, I guess the upside is it has way more, cha- more chance to mean something. Right.
1: Yeah, like if Pass won, D.C., whatever next week is, and the next week, not counting the Masters, let's say he won three 250 or 500s in a row, he's not going to be heralded as the U.S. Open favorite after that, right. no matter what. Whereas right. um, if Sloan Stevens were to win three tournaments in a row, he'd say, man, she's won 20 matches in a row going into the, you know, that that's a big deal.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I think, I think that... Is going to, over time, lend itself to, especially, again, like we always talk about when the big three go, there's some predictability. Not this ridiculous (laughs) amount. I mean, the again, the last two Grand Slams for the women, all right, they've been ridiculous with the amount of predictability. (laughs) But, generally, it's not extreme predictability or extreme unpredictability, whereas the men has been extreme predictability. But I'm okay with one
1: being one way and one being the other way. If they were both unpredictable wow. or both predictable, I'd be even more bored.
0: At least when, yeah, because even when Serena was healthy and pre-childbirth, she wasn't winning every, you know, right. it wasn't like, because there's only one of her. There's not yeah, two others and of her. Not only that,
1: let's say she wants, and again, here the feminists are going to come out and say, well, Serena's won 35% of all the slams she played, and Fetters won 32%. well, but the difference is when Serena loses, oftentimes it's second round, third round, fourth round. We know, pencil, go ahead and pencil Federer, Djokovic in to the semis of the U.S. Open, like right. today. Yeah. So, to me, the predictability of the men, the problem I have with it is the first week. I don't have a problem with the predictability of the end of the tournaments. It's the first week how it's just completely blasé. Every match is three sets. Djokovic wins in three and it all wins in three. Federer wins in three. Like, that's the problem I have. If Serena were to win every round, she's going to have some three-setters, some nail-biters in there. That, that's different. I'm yeah. fine with that.
0: Well, it's been out of hand on the women's side, and hopefully the stability of the surface will rein in that unpredictability and will we'll sort of maybe coalesce around. I could deal with eight players being a threat right. through the series. We get to the end of the series. Now there's four.
1: Yeah, a couple have dropped off. Yeah. Um, do, you, could, do you see not as a threat for the U.S. I mean, do you see Coco as any threat for D.C.? to make Like, make semis or finals. I'm not going to say a threat to win.
2: Hmm. Because
1: I was ready to call her a flash in the pan, and now I'm already well, seeing how she dominated qualifying. I was going to say,
0: listen, I mean, again, I think the same rules apply. We're on hard courts now. She's American, right. so I'm sure she's played on hard courts way more than she's played on grass in her career. Yeah. Uh, short career. And and so I think we can only expect better things from her throughout the hardcourt series. And she's closer to home, and it's all just you know you know what I'm saying. And theoretically, she should only be getting better at 15.
1: I mean, there's not many players that peak at 15. So she's got well
0: Zverev. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry, that's not right. <laughs> oh, look at that! Guess who is in the D sizzle? No, that's the San Jose. Guess who's in the San Jose tournament? Bethany Maddox and singles. Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh, and Coco's back. No, oh, the other Coco. The other Coco. She got jealous. Not the Corey. <laughs> but the Coco. That's right. Fanned away.
1: I know. I've already stopped calling her Corey. Like I said, I was going to.
0: Yeah. And yeah, well, nobody else does.
1: <laughs> well, that's exciting. And again, that's to me. That's what the local tournaments are good for. Is you see people you have not seen in a while coming back. Youngsters coming up. I mean, these are bigger tournaments in Atlanta, but the same concept. Yeah. But it just, I have to always pump the brakes. You know. The, well, we had three Americans in the semis. Well, there was, you know, 25 in the draw. So your odds are pretty good. So I always have to hold back on getting my excitement over some Americans doing well.
0: Yeah, but at least the Americans on the women's side are young and you feel like every bit of success they have throughout this U.S. Open series, the smaller 250s or whatever, it's just building their confidence, building their game, and it's all in front of us. You know what I mean? Whereas the men, it's like, I don't... Literally, if Isner got to the finals of the U.S. Open and lost in five sets to Federer, I would tip my cap and say, well done, sir. That's an amazing accomplishment and, you know, whatever, but that's the last time that's ever going to (laughs) happen. Ever. Right. Whereas on the women's side, you know... Coco makes it to the quarters or the semis of, you know, one any one of these, even the smaller ones. Right. It's like, all right, now we've got something. We're building, we're moving, we're grooving. And one so, how sad
1: is that? Because query and Isner have both made a Wimbledon semi and you nobody know said like how that's going to springboard into something bigger. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, and not yeah. even because of age. It was just because like you sort of knew it was the draw worked out well, you know, they had a good, we had a good week. Whereas like you said, if at least Sloan, one walk
0: over, yeah. they didn't have to run. <laughs> yeah.
1: Sloan and Coco do something, either Coco, then you're thinking, oh man, they can turn this into something, you know, next week or the week
0: after. Yeah. And of course, not even close, <laughs> not even close. Um, and again, we're an American centric podcast. I got it. We're not xenophobic, but we're an American tennis podcast coaches and that's what this is about so that's why it matters. we see that
1: most of our listeners are america, from america So
0: theoretically that's what they want to hear about well all of our pickleball fans are from america <laughs> i'm certain of it do they have pickleball
1: i should have asked her that i'm sure they do yeah why not i was gonna ask there's enough uh,
0: people that have given up on tennis i guess to <laughs>
1: <laughs> i was gonna say i'm a little bit interested to see if allison risk you know shows up in the summer because they said her best service is grass. It's like U.S. Open is debatably faster than grass. So what's the disconnect there? I mean, the, she should be just as good now. Right. Um, so I'm curious to see. I mean, you have to get confidence of being the number one player in the world and barely losing to Serena. That's got to lead to something.
0: Yeah, I would, I would hope.
1: So hopefully she's in one of these tournaments this week and can do something. Because She's not old. I think she's mid-20s. I don't see her. But she she
0: just got married like a week ago. Oh, that's
1: right, because that's that was like a, I think it was scheduled during Wimbledon. Technically, if she'd have made the final, she was gonna have to move it. (laughs) That's funny. Um, well, you saw and you heard the whole deal about Batista Good. His entire Uh, yeah yeah, bachelor party, uh, wedding party, yeah. Um, and which again, I did you ever do? I mean, again, we didn't play two week long tournaments, but. I don't consider myself super optimistic. In fact, I'm pretty pessimistic when it comes to my own game, but I never scheduled something like during right. the parameters of the tournament. Like right. that's so
0: weird to I me. I don't even schedule anything during the Super Bowl <laughs> and my my Steelers haven't been in it in quite some time.
1: But I'm like if it's a Thursday through Sunday tournament, I'm not scheduling anything till Monday. That's just to me that's just common sense.
0: Thursday through Sunday, you're good Friday. <laughs> you're good Friday's good. Thursday night? <laughs> yeah, you're good Friday. Um Friday morning. But
1: that, I mean, it's yeah. like accepting failure before the events even started. That's, nah, that's the, it's, all right. yeah, it's not all right. getting the hotels. I can understand, but I'm like scheduling an actual event during, I don't get that. Are
0: you defending tennis Sandgren? Is that what I hear? Well, I no. Know. What did he do? He told that joke about he didn't have a hotel for the, Oh, so what
1: well, they all do. They all and somebody that.
0: said, I guess, I guess he didn't think he was going to be in the <laughs> tournament. He tweeted back. Uh, nobody did. <laughs> <Whatever>. <laughs> yeah, you're right, buddy. Oh, goodness me. So, anyway, so got some Americans, uh, obviously, in some tournaments. So, Sloan's in D.C. Uh, hopefully, she'll, I mean, why wouldn't she win it? Right. You got Madison Keys is the two. Eh, she's not going to win it. Um, <laughs> you've got, um, I mean, I don't know if this matters or not, but you got Kennan play, playing Brady. So, at least one U.S. player will get to the second round. And then Lauren Davis is playing Eugenie Bouchard back in oh, the holy. house.
1: So who is Coco playing? Or have they even said that yet?
0: Let's see. Coco. He made the same well, qualifier. So Madison's playing a wild card. Shelby Rogers back. Again, she's playing Mladenovic. We got Ali Kick. She's playing Monica she's Puig. kind of been the forgotten yeah, up-and-comer. Right. Yeah, that's all right. It's just good to have numbers because then I feel like, okay, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, well, trust me, I know what, exactly what you mean. Yeah, uh, Christina McHale, Catherine McNally, they're all in this, uh, D sizzle. By the, oh, the way, the did you C- know Ryan
1: Harrison was married to Christina McHale's sister?
0: No, and I didn't care <laughs> either. Uh, I so just found that out. So, Corey slash, they got her listed as Corey in the draw, of course. Good. C-O-R-I. I I know. So let it go. Yeah. Uh, She's playing um, Zarina Dias from Kazakhstan.
1: Okay, I've seen her before. Yeah,
0: it's where Borat's from. (laughs) I
2: think that's her. So that is a match she can win.
0: Well, she'll play the winner of uh, Serenko and I don't know who Wang is from China. Wang Wang. Yifan Wang. Oh,
1: there's a couple different ones. Might be, um, so no big matchup that's going to draw super super attention until later.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, even for I, her, I, mean, I don't have a lot of hope for Keys getting far. I really don't. I, unfortunately. I've, had, I've been
1: asked by a couple different people what my problem was with the Keys, and I said I like her. I, I again, her. I had a friend who sat on a plane with her and said she was amazing. Said she was yeah. in the, couldn't been nicer. But I just you have friends in uh, first <laughs> class. <laughs> this was before she was big time. I see. Uh, she was like sixteen or seventeen. But I'm not. Um, going to jump up and down over somebody that just can't Keep cross the final hurdle. Right? Does that mean she sucks? Obviously not. And if I said she sucks, then I'll retract that. But it's just, it's depressing to see. I should have put her. That should, that would have been a good one for this. Verev. I mean, yeah. you still would have chosen Keys over Veret. Oh, sure. for sure. <laughs> Key, by
0: by far for Keys all day. And here's the thing. Um, out of all the Americans that are not Serena, I'd like to see Keys do the best. Yeah, I I would like to see her round out her game with a little more defense with a little more, you know, if you could um, combine her and Wozniacki, they would be
1: the greatest player of all time <laughs> because true. Wozniacki has no offense. Keys has no defense.
0: Right. Um, but yeah, so Madison, I would love to see Keys um, do great. That'd be fantastic. That'd but be I, absolutely fantastic. When we've talked about
1: the only reason she's a top level player is because of her Big game, or forehand, and then John everybody's Owens. now telling her to, you know, slow, slow the game up. down. That's that's. The, it's hard to do, right?
0: Well, it'd be interesting because hard court, like I said, my one theory on clay is it gives the player like Keyes time to set up and really, you know, just punish the ball, and we'll see what hard courts do for. Her. Be well, interesting,
1: and I think Lindsey Davenport, and this sounds bad. I think it's a bad matchup for Keys just because it's the exact same, right, same player. Right. We talked about that with Agassi and Djokovic.
0: The difference is. Is if you inserted keys back in the day, that forehand looks way That's more what amazing. I was say. She would have been dominant than it does now because, I mean that that level of power was there wasn't a lot right back in the. Now Capriotti. there's forty.
1: Now there's forty people like that.
0: Right. I mean, Capri, and yeah, you have to be a Wozniacki who runs marathons or Halup who right. you know can go for days on end uh, to be able to deal with it. But when
1: it's a it's a better version of Isner than that. She can have five good matches, but she's if she's not on, she has no chance to win.
2: Right,
0: but she won't get tired if she plays an extra <laughs> well, set. Well, she might. Um, not that tired. Right. <laughs> not that tired. Uh, so, Shelby Rogers, uh, yeah, knee I'm surgery. Not on the Shelby Rogers bandwagon. I, anyway. I know. Well, she seems like a wonderful, wonderful person. She's an American. Right.
1: All right. I'm on the Bethany bandwagon, not the Shelby Rogers. Oh, yeah. Rogers. I can't
0: wait. Can't wait. But anyway, so... Uh, how about Eugenie? Remember, we did adopt Canada on the men's side because our men are so terrible. Are, are we going to do the same on the women? I, I think she's she's she, done. Can we call her friend of the podcast? Even though she has no again, idea you're giving idea me all these existed? better
1: options. It should have been Kirios, Bouchard, Zverev.
0: Oh, Bouchard! <laughs> for the love of God.
1: <laughs> that lawsuit. I need uh, <laughs> I need to monitor second lawsuit.
0: I need to monitor every single bikini <laughs> photo shoot. To make sure she's not, you know. Well, and the great
1: thing as a coach for all those people is you get off early in every slam. It's perfect. I mean, you're not, you don't have to work for the two weeks. That's true. I get to sightsee. You coach Federer, you're freaking there every two weeks (laughs) at the tennis court. You're in Paris on the tennis court for two weeks.
0: Babysitting. Sounds awful. Ten sets of twins. (laughs) I mean, how many kids does he have? And They're all twins. I think I've had the
1: wrong philosophy of coaching my whole life. I got to get the players that lose early. Yeah. And then I have my weekend free.
0: You're doing it wrong. Yeah. Uh, so, then we have, uh, so then we go to San Jose. So, is the one. Um, and then Anna Samova is the four. And it's funny that since Coco, you've heard nothing about her. Yeah.
2: And she
1: was, like, so big oh, three yeah. months ago.
0: Uh, Daniel Collins. And who she's still winning. Isn't what, you know, we thought we, she was going to end up being. And she's, you know. Nah, she is to me. A big hitter. Yeah.
1: And so, yeah. I, I, I mean, see her as a middling kind of 20s, 30s.
0: Yeah. Uh and here's the worst part about Bethany maddox Sands in this tournament. She drew Venus Williams, both wild cards. What a bummer. That's
1: funny. Well, that would that'll be a feature match though.
0: I hope so. Yeah. Um so those are some some, you know, um key I was say key matchups. And what saves uh, Bethany is she
1: has doubles. Kind of the same with Sock. I mean, that's Who? What's going to save He's him? He's playing in the women's draw now. <laughs> uh, he might have a chance.
0: Be. He might have a chance.
1: But no, there's some interesting matchups in there, but I think Anna Samova is doing the more traditional path. You know, she's playing, kind of getting better each week. I mean, she's up in the top thirty or forty already, so she's gone up extremely fast.
0: So as it stands, this will be the second men's draw, right, of the U.S. Open Series, counting Atlanta last week, and then two at the same time for the women. So by the end of this week, August fourth. Next time we record, we would have had two draws for both. I would say exponentially more excited about the women's than I am the men's.
1: Yeah, I was going to say we will have seen every American player in the top 250 in the world by the end of the two weeks.
0: And on the women's side, they'll win matches. Right. Which is amazing.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I know. I'm I'm always excited because the women, if Venus and Serena retire tomorrow, we're not going to, you know, bang our head against the wall like we would if Federer and Djokovic all retired tomorrow. Um, we would know there'd immediately be people that would be up there to take their place and Americans, I mean. Um, if they retired tomorrow,
0: Djokovic would hit 30. <laughs> he would get to 30.
1: <laughs> um, but I mean, if all three of the big three retired the men's, we would we wouldn't even know who to I'm cheer for. I'm
0: switching to pickleball <laughs> if that happens.
1: But if Serena and Venus retire, it's like, oh, well, that's okay. We've got Sloan, we've got Madison, we've got Coco, both Coco's. Um we've got enough people to carry it, and maybe not to that level, but at least to have potential to win a slam
0: well that's a question I asked is is can the women's game carry tennis in america right uh without the dumb boys and I don't mean Americans, I mean good quality players and the men versus whatever we have minus williams uh well, I guess like your your theory they'll both retire at the same exact time um but without the Williams sisters. Can they carry it? And I, I seem to think they can. I really think they can. I think women's tennis can carry tennis, um, for a bit, for a bit. The only thing I
1: don't want is I don't want tennis equal to turn prize money. <laughs> I get it. I get it. I don't want tennis to turn into soccer, where oh, America is yeah. like the bush league, right? And then all the top players are, you know, European, which has already well, happened in the men's.
0: But here's the thing. Here's the thing. We have never been worth anything. In men's soccer, right? We have had dominant, and I mean absolutely dominant periods of time where we've had multiple players in the top five, in in generational, right, level players. Some would say all time. But greats. that's what makes it worse. No, it doesn't make it worse because it's like nobody can look at us and say, y'all, you know, tennis is right. in your blood. It, yeah. You know, it's like soccer's not in our blood. Well, soccer's really technically not in anyone's blood. You'd be dead. <laughs> Um, a lot of hemoglobin in there. I don't know what else. <laughs> that's the only word I know, but soccer is not in your blood. It's stupid. Yeah. Um, but it certainly, it certainly uh, lessens our reputation, obviously, as bad as we've been. But I think we can get away with sort of everything we've had and been over the years. I think
1: you can say it's a lull.
0: It's a pretty good-sized lull. Well, that's what I was
1: going to say. I think, to me, a lull... In the scope of the history of any sport, twenty years is about the max you can go. Like the yeah. Dallas Cowboys, nobody's talking about them being the greatest team anymore. It's because uh, it's been twenty five years. Have you
0: talked to Dallas Cowboys fans?
1: <laughs> well, you can't. I'm saying you can't legitimately say that. That's true. I would love to say that. Yeah. Well, you're. But an idiot. I can't because I know how long it's been. Yes. But for the Americans, we still had a number one in the two thousands. And then, and that's when people want to let men's and women's tennis together is when you know we want to talk about how good America is at tennis. They don't want to say men's tennis because then they know they have no argument. So that's when it's oh, we we'll look at the Williams sisters, and or that's when they'll throw doubles in. Or what about the Bryan brothers? You know, well, yeah. we know that men's singles is is way above. Erase, yes. erase that. <laughs> is is the is the pinnacle? Well, of everything.
0: It, yeah. If um, if we don't get some results soon. It's going to be harder and harder and harder. I agree with you. It'll be harder and harder to recover.
1: Well, and that's because 10 years ago, if you ran the Labor Cup, USA versus Europe, it would have been amazing. Yeah. You can't even run it now. Right. I mean, and make it watchable. You wouldn't so have enough They players. had to do Europe versus the world. And in fi- 10 years, it might be hard to do Europe versus the world. It might be Europe versus West Europe versus East Europe or something. I mean, you can't even.
0: Yeah, because when Kyrios is holding down the world <laughs> right. side.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, you're gonna have Nishikori and Del Potro gonna be gone. Then who? I mean, you got uh, the Canadians, I guess. Felix, maybe. Man, but I mean, imagine if they did USA versus Europe in 2002. I mean, that would have been that would have been awesome. I mean, that could have been for 20 year 25 years. That could have been a great event. Now it's like Europe versus every other possible player we can come up with that has any chance to compete with them.
0: Including some of the people that didn't make the European team, right. <laughs> can we borrow some of yeah. your
1: players, please? We have a better chance taking your six through ten than we do <laughs> taking our top five. not good, it's not good,
0: oh boy, oh boy, I mean, the good thing is have that we talked about an, enough about women's tennis yet. I don't want to leave them out.
1: well, we didn't talk about any of the from last week, but um
0: well there was, really wasn't no, there wasn't anything last week
1: um Burton's lost again, she's. Just in terms of results, it's kind of this Vera. She's good at making it quarters, semis. Um. Yeah, if we did, if you did Europe versus USA women's, it would be incredible. Still, oh yeah. I mean, in fact, USA would probably have a pretty big edge. I would
0: think. If we did four player teams, we could run three teams. Right. If, if you mixed them up, you know, not all the top ones on one. Right, right, right. A you know, top player, and then a second-tier player, and then a third-tier yeah. one on each team, we would have four good teams. Yeah.
1: So I think that, I mean... Do you ever see that happening in the Labor Cup? I know we're getting off topic, but do you ever see that becoming a co-ed event?
2: Mm,
0: no, because... Uh,
1: well, then you're splitting half your money, so what's the benefit?
0: Well, um
1: you're not doubling your attendance if you add women,
0: right? So first of all, it Davis Cup is switching, so right. everybody's mad that they're ruining women's <laughs> uh, Fed Cup. I mean, um, could it ever be? Man, it's funny because Federer is a saint to right. everyone, right? He don't want no broads getting his money. <laughs> he don't. He don't want no broads
1: getting his paper. Yeah, because Serena ain't coming there cheap.
0: Him and Laver are counting the dough.
1: <laughs> and he's not running. If he did run the women, he wouldn't run it without Serena.
0: Yeah, yeah. It would have to be the Laver slash Graf Cup or yeah, something, or right? Whoever it would be, who's who's uh, Margaret Court. Jean. <laughs> That's what I thought you were gonna say. <laughs> well, I was going
1: to, but it just eh. um, No, I Yeah, that good luck enticing Serena if that's the name. Yeah, um, that'd
2: be
0: hilarious. <laughs> Dude, is she gonna get twenty four or not?
1: I'm not seeing it. Damn. And again, I, I you could call me a Serena Doubter for a long time, but I'm just the last three finals you've lost, and you really got pretty favorable draws to get there. Well, the problem is now she's kind of, her ranking is so weird. Like she's benefited from the chaotic draws of the last few tournaments. Yeah. But if you're ranked 12, 16, 18, 20, I mean, that's, that's a hard draw to navigate normally because you got to beat two or three top 10 players to get to win the tournament. Right. In a normal event. And she's always got the mental block at the U.S. Open. She doesn't come into the Australian Open in top form. French has always been her worst. I said next year's, that's what I said in last next time we talked, next year's Wimbledon is her best chance, and then you're talking about a whole year from now, and then you got the Olympics too. I don't know if the Olympics are right before or right after Wimbledon, I think they're right after.
0: Man, that's that's crazy to think about.
1: And so it's just, uh, again, I think any seven matches, she's going to be the favorite in almost every match. But not seven total. Right. Yeah. Like she won't. Like, who would you put as the favorite right now? That's that. Our women's tennis. Not that this is our U.S. Open preview, but we said it's going to change anyway. <laughs> it's a little early, but, but okay. But who would you put right now as your favorite? I mean, the easy answer is Halep, just because she just won. Hmm. But I, it's definitely not Serena. I'll put it that way.
0: Yeah, I, I for sure don't think it's Serena, and I would have. I mean, it's a cop out, but it's a fact. It would have to be Halep, right? I mean, I. You know, it sounds like a cheap answer, but I think it's also the best answer. And, and again, the upside is, is, uh, I think the U S open series will help us determine. So you yeah. asked me that in two weeks and I might zone in on a better answer or, or feel a little more solid about that answer. Well, that's I mean. why
1: I didn't mind asking now. Cause I think that will change the men and changing it's Federer Djokovic. No. Nadal's third. We're not
0: going to wait to see who wins. Uh, <laughs> you
1: sure? See if Foss wins in Washington. Um, Pitipas did beat Federer there last I'm, year. I'm
0: sorry to tell you, man, it just means nothing. All these tournaments mean nothing. Well,
1: as much as we talk about, they wish we did. They did them a certain way. It really none of it. Not, not, no matter how they do it, they're not going to matter. They just for the men. They just
0: don't matter for, for the, the women. Just, they do. Although I would say this: if they were forced to play them, then either the guys wouldn't be see because they don't want to be the big three. Don't want to be, be near each other. Right, that's for sure. Based on how you know pissing the dog out about it, um, so if they if they made a situation if they put the series together where seating was based pretty heavy on or a good decent size percentage on the U.S. Open series, then I could see the amount of play hurting these older guys. But they right. they can get away with not doing anything for you know leading up to the whole thing. I think I criticized Djokovic
1: for playing not playing a grass court warm up how that work out. Not uh, good. He should have <laughs> won easier. <laughs> um so yeah, and that's why I, we joked I joked about copying their formula. I mean, the formula really doesn't matter for them because they're just
0: way better than anybody else at yeah. this point. But Yeah, but it's got to be it, something's got to give. There there's got to be, you know, something so your formula idea um even though it's probably a lucky guess that you got something right it <laughs> you know do something different cuz whatever you're doing is not working yeah that's and my philosophy and it's not going to work by luck
1: yeah going f- from germany to you know canada to new york isn't isn't working
0: or maybe they've just thrown in the towel and like hey i just want to see the world i want to <laughs> uh, i'm going i'm basing my it, tennis
1: schedule on sightseeing not seeing the world but i think it is thrown in the towel i think it's no matter what I do, I'm not going to win the U.S. Open, so I might as well play where I have the best chance to win the most matches, be closest to home, whatever the case is.
0: They really know they're not going to. Now, team, I don't think so. You know, he seems to be, you know what I mean? Right, I mean, and he
1: made the quarters, so he's got some history of success. And I don't
0: care about that. I don't care that, that quote-unquote, Clay's his best service. He, he's a professional tennis player. He's top five, top ten in the and world. And Austin
1: at all seven, six, and
0: the fifth. So eh, I don't care what surface it is; it doesn't matter to me. Maybe grass is the
1: outlier, but he's actually switched his schedule this year. Remember, he used to be in every tournament. Right? He would have been in Atlanta, last, yeah. you know, a couple of years ago. So he has changed his schedule, and I, but I don't know that it's helped his results at all. Is the sad part. Um, we shall, that's
0: probably why he's six or seven. How do we talk seven. about men again? <laughs> we do that all the time. <laughs> Women's is over. We really don't do that all the time, to be honest with you. But they didn't play last week, really. I mean, right. they played. Bucharest or somewhere (laughs) um yeah I'm much more excited about the U.S. Open series for the women uh, and we say that every week we say and and I don't think anybody if if you're not as excited about it is it's because you don't like women's tennis as much which and I'm not saying you're sexist and a rapist for that at all (laughs) I'm just saying that's a fact if you're not more excited you just don't like women's tennis as much because it's it, it's it's so predictable and it's 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 over i mean we know what's going to happen well, for the, the for potential the US Open. in the men's draws i mean the women's draws is so much
1: better in these small tournaments and the outcome is almost always better i mean yeah if ct paz catching off made the final that would be interesting but wins last time the 1 and 2 seeds made the finals and they weren't the big 3
0: well and who cares if they do cuz again the big 3 aren't there right and it it's not going to make a bit of difference you know in 2 weeks now at some point it is at some point I'm gonna say that and I'm gonna be wrong. And if I do that on the women's side, it's like eh, you know, hey, he took a shot. He, right. he took a guess, but it's unpredictable. But on the men's side, it's like if if I take a if I make a guess and I'm wrong, it it's it's a matter of time before I'm I'm, you know, wrong. And you and I will be unequivocally aware that it's just because they're the big three are 90 years old yeah but that's i think that's probably the number one reason i don't want to make predictions on the men's side is because that one time i'm wrong (laughs) everybody's gonna be like told you told you it's not the weakest era (laughs) well but it's like when they do these
1: stupid newspaper magazine who's the favorite in the afc in 2019 it's new england it's new england in 2020 it's new england 2021 like it doesn't if you're picking somebody else, it's just because you're wanting somebody else to win or
0: oh yeah. I you've got Steelers every right. year. But and it's I'm like, never right. Except it's for like, like the twice. time I
1: picked, uh, I was going to say Kyle Edmund, the time I picked Kevin Anderson to win the U S open, obviously I didn't think Kevin Anderson is going to win the U S open, but I had to pick somebody and I think Djokovic was out. So at least had that going for me. And then I celebrated the fact that he made the final. That's how and they got worked. That's how confident I was in my prediction that he made the final. And that was a win for me.
0: <laughs> it, so got, it got worked. It, it's, it's,
1: Anybody who's not picking the big three at this point is just dumb. Out of spite. And, Out of spite. You know, or,
0: or they're not, and they're just like you said, like, they're just like, all right, well, let's pick somebody. Come
1: well, on. and they've done it the last 20 slams, and they know they're going to be right eventually just based on time.
0: Yeah, because eventually they have to quit. Right, right. They have to. Can they please? How about now? But I'm not picking.
1: I mean, I'm not picking against the big three for the next two years at least. Also, In, I have confidence saying that.
0: Until they retire. Probably. Because they'll probably retire on top. I
1: was going to say, they're not going to retire in the I mean, 20s.
0: All three of them. All This this n- clue or reason <laughs> or evidence, you know, number 7,211, <laughs> that this is the weakest error and the big three are playing in the weakest error. All three of them, all three of the big four will f- retire after winning a Grand Slam. Oh, a, really? la Pete, a la Pete Sampras. Except he did it. After a year of not winning a single right. tournament on tour, came back and won the U.S. Open. He, wasn't he the 17th seed. Um, yeah, Federer. I'm
1: going to disagree because I don't think he's winning another one. Um, bold, but cotton, bold. I could see Nadal for sure doing that on his uh, 16th French <laughs> Open. I told you my goal. My dream is 202020, or Djokovic 21, no and Federer 2020. Just so everybody has to say, oh, a joke, which has got the more slams than everybody else. He's the best.
0: Well, you already see people making the, making the, um, the uh, case that oh, it's not just about grand slams because they <laughs> right. see it coming. But what I think is hilarious is two years ago
1: it was about grand slams well, for ten years. It was Federer's the greatest ever, and then it's slowly changed, and now it's they're the greatest three players ever. Like, it hasn't changed to Djokovic is the greatest ever or Nadal's right. the greatest ever. It's now they're the greatest three players ever. So, next year, it's going to be interesting what it is. Because it, you don't, they don't say Fedor is the greatest ever nearly as often anymore. I mean, the commentators. Right. They will often say one of the greatest ever or, you know, be a little more vague about it. And Djokovic wins, you know, two more. I, I, I already think he's the greatest ever. Because I know he's going to be number one for the next six months or longer.
0: He's the greatest out of these three. <laughs> Don't get me started. You son of But yeah.
1: We I, still will do... At some point, we need to do an in-depth, greatest ever podcast where we go through the criteria, you know, all the numbers of all the top 10 candidates and that kind of thing.
0: Because we've never really done that. We've so just... in other words, do a Pete Sampras episode? <laughs> is, that is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. No, I agree. But, uh, but again, that's men. And nobody cares about men. It's about women. We know who the greatest women are. Or woman is. Woman. How dare you? <laughs> Just one, and guess what? She's an American. All right. What do you got? Anything else? That's it. I think the U.S. Open series gets started in earnest <laughs> um this week on the women's side, not on the men. It's still crap on the men. Yeah. Any tournament the Jack Sock gets into, it's not the U.S. Open series. I don't <laughs> count it. <laughs> well, and singles, not doubles. You got me fired up by the men again,
1: but why does he deserve a wild card? Because I know he's getting wild cards. He's not ranked high enough.
0: I don't know. I mean,
1: is there some draw there we don't know about? Like people are coming out for sock?
0: You got naked pictures of somebody?
1: (laughs) I mean, I know he's got... He might have a protected ranking, but it's got to be still in the hundreds. (laughs) 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 I'm going to use my protected ranking of 250 to enter this tournament. Oh,
0: my God. That's (laughs) funny. Uh, Yeah, I don't know.
1: When your protected ranking is three digits, that's not a good sign that's pretty good um
0: you don't have many of them but that was
1: <laughs> yeah i don't know because will he get a wild card to the u.s open of course
0: you think yes Let's
1: see because
0: he'll be in doubles already right and yeah. he'll be seated
1: in doubles probably maybe uh, maybe b-
0: by then yeah i don't know all right i don't think we got much else to talk about Nope. oh man the U.S. Open Series is kind of a sputtering start because all these crappy tournaments. But uh, I'm fired up about the U.S. Open Series. Fired up about hard courts. My favorite surface
1: <laughs> this month. I got to thinking about though how much I love the U.S. Open though. Going home, turning on the TV, you know, staying up till midnight. Yeah. It's the best.
0: Yeah, uh, and it's the best because it's it's still tennis, but it's Americanized. It's yeah. New Yorkized. And they
1: they understand not to the extreme that Wimbledon does. They understand that we want to see Americans mixed in with the best players they're not going to show harriet darts the singles <laughs> match like they understand are like harriet right. Dart? yes like, they understand that
0: jack or, sock in other words jack sock uh, they understand No, that, harriet darts way better than jack sock how dare you like, sir
1: we they understand we want to see Federer and all joke with those people but if you can fit an american in there that's exciting then that's cool too like when they had the Federer tiafo that was the One of the best opening nights ever.
0: Yeah, yeah, that was pretty all, uh, very electric. Yeah. Very electric. And
1: of course, it helped that the match ended up being five sets. Right.
0: Oh, man, oh, man. U.S. Open Series, rocking and rolling. We actually have something to talk about. No pickleball next (laughs) week. So, all right. Anything else? No corner? No. Thank goodness. I'm pretty (laughs) sure the corner is dead. Corner's dead. Maybe I'll revive it for the Open. Let's not. (laughs) All right. So, everybody, I've been forgetting to mention it. Uh, But check out our Twitter, follow us on Twitter at tennis rev pod. You'll get tweets apparently from Twitter, but they'll have our latest episodes and and just link to them. And then you can also share them. You lazy share them. That's what it's about. (laughs) I don't send it out for you. I don't care about you. You're already listening. You know how to find it. The two friends you have, send it out to them and don't send it out to any pickleball people. I'm kidding. I'm kidding, because they're all tennis <laughs> fans too. Right. Um, so that's uh tennis rev pod on Twitter. Now, boy, let me tell you what. I got some good news. I got maybe the best news of the podcast. We are up to 121 breaking records. Wow. 121 Instagram From followers. From one fifteen, wasn't it one fifteen? It was it was yeah, you kept <laughs> you kept adding and right. subtracting just to drive me insane. Now so, I figured out how to make five. Fake yeah, down, you got five. So, <laughs> so we're up to 121, uh, one twenty-one, one point twenty-one gigawatts. <laughs> um, so one hundred twenty-one fo- followers at Tennis Revolution Pod on Instagram. Taking me back to nineteen eighty-five for tennis. And li- yeah, no kidding. And listen to me. Listen to me. I've decided when I can figure out how to do it, I will be putting clips of the show as an ad on instagram that you can share with all your whatever you call them because we said no
1: pictures we never said we never said no
0: audio clips right so what I really meant was, no, you don't want to see the dumb picture of what I'm about to eat for dinner <laughs> on Instagram. No one cares. Nobody cares about taking a picture of me somewhere and, and with the with the caption, living my best life. Well, you know what the most... I do a podcast with Corey. There's no chance I'm living <laughs> my best life.
1: You know what the most viewed picture on Instagram is, don't you?
0: I'm afraid... It's not what
1: you think. Okay, what is it? It's an egg. Literally just a picture of an egg. As nope. the most views of any picture on Instagram. It's like 150 million... Kendall Jenner had the number one, or Kylie or Kendall, one of those. Whoever they are. And an egg surpassed them, and it was like. Well, where can I find this egg? I don't, just probably just Google Instagram egg, and it comes up. It's not anything, like, notable. It's just an egg. And somebody probably got tens of thousands of dollars for that.
0: I hope so. (laughs) That's ridiculous. I'm rethinking this whole thing. I'm thinking (laughs) about canceling my Instagram. So, anyway, Instagram, do that. If you know any professional tennis players, Eugenie Bouchard would be ideal. Uh, they have Instagram. <laughs> tell them to follow She's us. She's looking for a coach? Well, that too. She yeah. needs one. Uh, tell them to follow us. They could use the karma because there is such thing as pod karma. That's right. And uh, and then, you know, we could use the content, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, then we wouldn't have to talk about pickleball i gotta let it go Uh, it's over (laughs) after this one it's over they crushed our numbers and it's a pickleball drinking game next week something so anyway all right so that's it nothing from you good that's it all right until next time thanks for joining the revolution bye guys eugenie's back